And this week, we're doing a brief history of... We're getting into the juicy stuff now. Yes, the Neolithic. <laughs> Last week, we were in... We were in the Jacobites for like a brief second. Yeah. Um, so we're in the we were in the 18th century. 18th century. Now we are jumping all the way back to 4000 BC, which yep. is 6,000 years ago yeah. from where we are now, so... What a jump. <laughs> I feel like it's a bit jumping. But a wee bit jumpy, it but it will, will make sense. It will make sense. It will make sense. Um, so the Neolithic was from 4000 BC to roughly about 3300 BC. Yeah. Give or take, you know, some... Overlapping things. Overlap, some transition periods. That's what I realised a lot. There's a lot... There's no clear defining no. thing. And then it's like, it could be this or it could be that. <laughs> and then different places will have yeah. different times of Neolithic. Mm-hmm. It's all very interesting yes. and so confusing. But that's why it's good. Yes. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Um, a brief overview of the Neolithic and exactly what it is. So at this point, Homo sapiens are about. We're finding big boys. Them. <laughs> big boys. We're here. Um, and it's now the start of people coming together and living in bigger settlements than ever so communities before. Communities. Communities. Yeah. Um, lots of farming is hot. Hot topic at, at this period. Um, All since, about the farming boys. Yeah, since everyone is um, coming together in these big, like communities. They're I say big. They're big for the time period where is if you picture Scarabray in Orkney and maybe those. We'll have a picture. Of that we'll have a picture. Um, there's maybe seven or eight different structures. Yes. Um, think maybe 10 up to 10 we'll say maximum 10 maximum 10 so they're not particularly big but to give some context of why this is quite a huge change and shift in human kind of culture is before in the mesolithic everyone Woo-hoo. was hunter gatherers so you know your classic image of a stone man going with a spear yes spear in the little running about um, <laughs> hunting very seasonally um and very much moving constantly. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen a lot of articles um, looking about how they're very seasonal people. Ooh. Almost like birds. <laughs> so migration. Yeah, so during summer you'd probably be um, in different areas like So what suits they, they're like, you know, they would go where they need to go. Yeah, they would go where they need to go to get the food that they needed to get. Cocoa and their to resources. Survive. Yes. Um, that's not to say the mess um, vans they were they were using flint tools which carry over into the Neolithic which is the point I was trying cool, to cool, make cool. Um, so yes going into the Neolithic, Neolithic yeah. this new like adaptation and like physically altering the land and space around them to kind of suit what they need rather than moving about mm-hmm. it created a very solid shift from semi-mobile to sedentary. Ooh, so, yeah. fancy words. Fancy words. So basically, they stopped roaming about the place. They just stayed there. So they built home, home, yeah. homes. They built homes. Um, you'll see a lot of very interesting and exciting monuments. Um, I know monuments are a huge thing when I was like, researching this. They very much are. Mm-hmm. It's very much going along that same train of thought of marking their own place. 
Also, in kind the of landscape. like dogs marking their territory, kind of thing. Yeah, I cool. Think, yeah. yeah, I think that's this is like where I live. Don't cross. Yeah, me. basically. Don't cross like, this barrier. Don't come here. Yes, but just because they're in these villages doesn't mean that that's all there are. During this period of time, you get extensive trade links from England. Oh, so it's a trade of goods. Yes, trade of goods. Ooh, fancy. Yes. So what are they trading? Um, well, things like pottery, yes. pottery, um, stone tools, so things like lithics, flint lithics, which are often used to make bigger tools. <laughs> Why do I think of like crafting and like games and like, you know? <laughs> well, we'll get into that shortly. Oh, oh. it's relevant. Ooh, it's relevant. Um, but yeah, so you would have people coming in from mainland Scotland to Orkney, from Scandinavia down to Orkney. You'll notice Orkney comes up a lot and kind of like a hub. I was going to say, isn't it like the epicentre or something it, like you that could kind of argue thing. it is, yes, because if you've I ever... read that somewhere. Ooh, <laughs> was that possibly, um, what's his name? Neil Oliver? Yes, it was Yes. Neil <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh. Which is really interesting because if you've ever been near Orkney, to Orkney, lived in Orkney, you'll it's scattered. It's literally everywhere. Even on a map you can yeah, see it is. You can see hundreds mm-hmm. of Neolithic and you know, other prehistory. But we're not going <laughs> we're not talking. So going back to trade two. Okay, okay. <laughs> we can flip that's where our object will come in ooh, as well. Ooh, later ooh. on a little Relevant. preview. Um but yes, trading wise. I haven't even said what the object is. We're leaving that for later? We're leaving that for later. Okay. It's a mystery object. Ooh. Mystery. We'll do a nice segue. Okay. I believe in the segue. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> trade links. Trade links. Yes. So, as well as the trade of, you know, physical goods, there is also this, you could say, like trading of ideas. That's what I was going to say. Is it like a knowledge kind of thing? Yes. So, like, one community would know something, something they, they would do. would pass it on. And that's how... There was a very outdated kind of theory of how farming spread across Europe because Ooh. it originally started in Turkey slash the Golden Crescent. Lovely. Um, yes, which is that kind of area. Um, but yeah, so those ideas originally were thought of to be an invasion, which at the time came from very colonialist ideas. So kind of ideas. like an alien ideas why are you telling us to do all these things yeah just like it was groups of people taking over different okay. lands that kind of idea but that like kind of theory was presented during the very very colonial times of the british empire Whoa. and how you know, that invasion was the norm however i think if you think of it in a slightly different aspect of not an invasion but like a natural flow of ideas and adaptations going and that would explain why different periods of the Neolithic happen at different points of time depending on the place you're in. Oh, so there's like a spread north to south, south to north, east to west? More kind of from Turkey outwards. So it was kind of Turkey? Turkey, Turkey, Turkey English. So Turkey was kind of like, you could put like a circle and it'd be like arrows coming out of it. Yeah, So it, my personal theory about it as well after reading lots of literature shall I say I'm not poking this out my arse <laughs> um, I really do think it's more of a nice natural spread mm-hmm. of ideas and that's why there's no one direct route no okay. I don't think 
you could say there's a direct route for anything in history because you know no everything kind of happens it's, it's almost like a domino effect one thing happens yeah. and then we've got all and these different dominoes going exactly. on and, play, and yeah. that's how you get the many different narratives mm-hmm. which you know, narratives is the word right. very very used we yes. can cough a lot uh-huh. oh yes <laughs> um, but yeah so that's really that's cool exciting though that's the main kind of things that are happening in the Neolithic. Um, yeah, farming, new ideas, big monuments, happy people. Well, I'm assuming happy people. I'd Me? like to think they are. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, like to, I like to picture them as happy as Me well, too. you know, spreading <laughs> their ideas with farming. Oh, we're mm. bollocks. That's <laughs> fine. Let's talk about some monuments. Let's talk about monuments. Monuments. Hopefully that's not copyright. Oh yeah, oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> Universal, please don't sue us. <laughs> Sorry. Oopsie. Um, right. I so, don't have any money, so... <laughs> no, I know. What are you going to take? My shoes? Exactly. Anyway. Hey, continue. Okay, on to monuments, because that, as well as the trading and the communities and farming, is another very standout aspect of the Neolithic. So during this time, you can think of standing stones, which is, you know, familiar to everybody if you've gone two miles out of any kind of living city. Mm-hmm. Literally in Burness. Okay,ケーケー。オッケー。オッケー、オッケー。ケー。ケー。ケー。ケー。ケー。ケー。ケー。ケー。ケー。ケー。ケー。ケー。ケー。ケー。ケー。ケー。ケー。ケー。ケ
Stones of Senis, which, like uh, your stone circle in Lewis, also has a hearth in the middle of it, because it's generally where people come and they meet and they celebrate possibly things. Um, And then you get to Mace Howe, which is a tomb, a chambered tomb. Like, and like I was saying, yeah, um, which is really interesting, and that's you know where people put their bodies mm-hmm. in death. Um, Judy, <laughs> which you know is also really interesting mm-hmm. because that's possibly is that like a life progression kind it of thing? It is almost like it is, yeah. I really think it's like a nice life progression. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, monuments are really standout pieces during the Neolithic, going back to, you know, the changing the landscape mm-hmm. around them and making their own impact. I think the monuments really do cement the Neolithic as that period because they really make an impact on their landscape. Mm-hmm. And like big stone structures yeah, coming up everywhere. They're just coming up. Um, if you think about maybe even further south, Stonehenge. I was going to say Stonehenge. I'm surprised we haven't mentioned that already. I mean, this is mainly Scottish based. This is mainly Scottish based, but you know, general population, Stonehenge, which isn't actually a henge, but you know, we'll, go, we'll, we'll skip over we'll that. Skip over I that actually part. watched a documentary oh. about that a couple of months ago, and it was this archaeology team, and they were trying to find out how the stones got there yeah and they were like testing all the rocks and mm-hmm. they found spoiler if you've not seen it but they found the rocks where they you know where it was from oh that's so cool mm-hmm. that's brilliant yeah like going on from that like the sheer manpower they said it was like how did they do this yeah. <laughs> like that's what's so interesting to me because obviously we're six thousand years in the past mm-hmm. there's no written documents no. to tell us about anything it. <laughs> and it's all about our interpretations mm-hmm. um about why they've done this what what was its original purpose mm-hmm. because we do not know that we don't we know can it. only really guess and yeah. speaking of guessing and interpretation i think that segues nice into our object oh, i knew today. that to trust the segue oh yes <laughs> it is uh Lovely mitten, what is it? Carved stone ball. Yes. So We're currently looking at it. (laughs) We're looking at it on the laptop so we can give you an in-time description. Um, It's from the British Museum. Yeah. So pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. Yeah, we're not not just flinging out objects. No. Um, So in this little collection we've got, we've got three different types of carved stone balls that are mainly from the Aberdeenshire area. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot from Aberdeenshire. There's a lot from Aberdeenshire. Um, same with Orkney. There's quite a fair number yes. of them. Um, I forgot how many there are. Because I've I found an article uh, about a carved stone ball from Aberdeenshire area, and it was acquired Ooh. by this John Lubbock. Okay. He was in the 19th century, and he basically had this big collection of archaeology oh. objects. Fair and in one of them, there's a carved stone ball, ah. but it's in half. Oh! So there's only three little That's things. really interesting. And the, the way it's been halved, it's like it's been done on purpose. Oh! Because it's maybe quite like smooth. A, okay, so maybe like a mistake one? Yeah. I find those kind of wee mistake ones really interesting. It, it kind of, you know, a bit imperfect, you know? Yeah. Not everything's always the way you want it to go. Exactly. Um, Like, overall, um, generally in Scotland, there's about 525 Yeah, there's a lot of them. There's hundreds of them. Yep. Um, 
there's some in England, which is really interesting, linking back to the trading and the like flow of flow objects. Flow of ideas and trees and all that jazz. Um, and there's one in Norway. Oh. Which is really, really interesting. There's only one in Norway. There's only one in Norway. Oh. Um, Chuck it over. <laughs> lobbed it. <laughs> but really good arm strength. Yeah. Um, but no, so they are really all over the place. Um, the ones we've got here are specifically from Old Deer, which is in, as we were saying, Aberdeenshire. Yeah. Um, so the three of them we've got here, they're all roughly the same size. One of them is has got, you'll see on the picture on Instagram, you've got... We're going for the top one. The top. Now. Got uh, lines yeah. on the... What are they? Knobs? They've got... Um, they're called projecting bosses. Pro- okay, bosses. Also, also known not. as bulgy bits. <laughs> so <laughs> there, there is maybe one, two, three, four, five, six bulgy bits. <laughs> bosses. Bosses. Um, around all of the you know circle. Those have been engraved with nice line work. You can see them etched across all of the bosses as well as in the middle of them. A repeating pattern. Yes, you could say. Um, so Do you know what the bottom right one reminds me of? Mm-hmm. One of those balls that you throw and it can go any direction. Ah, yes. Oh gosh. I don't know, I think they're called movement balls. You movement balls? You used them in the gym and you dropped it oh, and it went that way. Oh yes, I know exactly what you're on it about. It just reminds me yeah. of that a little bit. Um, don't drop that, obviously. Don't, yeah, no. Um, it doesn't look like it's been dropped either. These all look pretty well preserved. Yes, they're very quite. That's pristine. my initial mm-hmm. thing, they're, and a lot of other people's initial things as well. Is how kind of remarkable it is for this like level of detail, mm-hmm. um, and for these. To be fair, they're quite hefty. We yeah, they're, they're like, like yeah, four hundred ninety grams. So maybe like That's think of a flower. Beans or something. Bag of flour or something. Bag like of that. flour. Yeah, like a nearly five hundred grams. Mm-hmm. So pretty heavy stone, yeah. stone balls. That kind of also makes me think of you know all the, what what it was used for. Yeah. Because you know there's no marks to suggest where really. No. There there's so many theories of the uses. Oh my god, there's so many theories. Me, from like ornamental to very status symbols to I've even read some stuff saying they could be like kids toys. Kid toys. Which honestly I think is maybe the cutest that's one. Making like, it for like, your son or your yeah, daughter. Like yeah, for them to have a go with because I think that's something history often and prehistory often misses out is like lives of like children like and the, what they yeah, do. Yeah. Um and if that is the case and these are little kids' toys, that's, that's lovely. so nice. It's so lovely. <laughs> it's just really sweet. I also um, saw one that was like practicing their stonework oh, or their yeah. skills. So to even just make the ball was six hours. Yeah. That's mental. It is crazy. And then to do all the designs and the bosses mm-hmm. would take even longer. I think yeah. it, I quite like the idea that it was used for training or practice. I, I like that idea as well. And like the thing is like for context, these balls would have been handcrafted yes. from other stone tools, most likely flint as well. Yeah. Um, so, so much time, so much effort has been, yeah. has gone into making And there's so many of them, it's just there's like... hundreds! It's so... Literally hundreds! <laughs> literally hundreds. Um, moving on to 
um, the next one, which is in the far right corner, we've got the kind of movement ball. Movement <laughs> ball. <laughs> it's just a plain, still bossed carved stone ball. It looks kind of plainer. It looks a bit plainer. Maybe it's yeah, unfinished. So, ooh. Who knows? Um, there's not as many details. There's no line work. Um, no. There's just the bosses. Yeah. But the concept of it being an unfinished one is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe they didn't have time to add yeah. the detail. Maybe, Maybe they're they... off to Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe got bored. You know? Finished with it. Or um, off to Britain. You know, whatever yeah, you want to look at it. Somewhere else. Um, or to go to Norway and give it to them. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe there was a boat or something. <laughs> have that, lads. <laughs> go for it. Um... And then the final oh, that was one. Question. That was one of my questions. Would there be like boats? Was Orkney? What was? What did Orkney look like back then? Was oh, it? Wow. Was it? You know, how did they travel by boat? They, they would have. Yes, by lovely log boats. I think there's one in the National Museum of Scotland. Mm-hmm. I can't remember its entire date, but there is. There's lots of other evidence linking like all the different island islands in Orkney okay. through. You know, I'm assuming it must have been. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as yeah, well. Yeah, because we're mid-Holocene, so there's no more glaciers. No, um, all that's melted. That's, that's gone. So it's all exposed. So I'm assuming it must have been by boat. Yeah. Um, which would Whoa. make sense of how things got to... Where they were. Yeah. It got, <laughs> got to Norway. Which is such an odd Maybe it was place. like left in someone's, you know, yeah, bag or possession or, or something like that. That's what I find is really interesting is like in a lot of other sites you'll get these little categories called foreign stones. Yes! Yeah. They're so cool because yep. it's just stones that aren't originally They're from that They're not supposed site. to be there. They're just... They've just been picked up, mm-hmm. they've been taken there and probably maybe dropped off yeah. by accident, fallen out of someone's pocket, which is such a nice link from our mm-hmm. time yeah. to the past because I assume everybody takes little rocks That from was the my beach. next thing, like I have so gone to the beach, taken a yeah. stone and gone like, yeah, this is mine now. Yeah, exactly. I just then, put it on my windowsill. Precisely, and I think it's so lovely how that has kind of transcended mm-hmm. through time yep. and I think mwah chef's kiss beautiful <laughs> yeah we still the things that Neolithic people yeah. were doing yeah. ah. that just proves like kind of the simplicity of some of these things mm-hmm. that they were doing like they just did it because you know I don't have a reason to. why I wanted the rock I have no yeah. purpose for the rock it's just here now but yeah it's just mine yeah. <laughs> and I think that simplicity is almost quite essential sometimes when you're looking yeah, at these objects in particular because you could chalk this up to ritual and yeah that's one I feel of like ritual kind of the main thing that everyone kind of it goes is. for and it's often i personally think it's really overused Absolutely. because yes obviously some objects will be very ritualistic and mm. very specific for different events clearly however you know with these stone balls i just don't get the sense that they were used for that i mean i just not from it personally Mm -hmm. i i like going back to the child's toy idea i like how it could just be something really simple really simple Mm -hmm. um i think that's the beauty of studying prehistory you just don't know you just don't know and it's all up to interpretation Mm -hmm. absolutely um that's a bit of a (laughs) 
Very <laughs> really philosophical there. Yeah. Hashtag deep. Um, <laughs> We're going to talk about the third one now. Right. The third one um, spiky. is nice and spiky. There's lots of, instead of these big round bosses, there's lots of tiny little ones. Reminds me of like they're just like a paper um, mashy thing. Yeah. They just like stuck it on. Oh, I get you. Um, and it's really lovely. It's not paper mashy. It's not paper mashy. And it looks a bit spiky. It looks very spiky. Um, very textured. But there's no other detail there's, apart from the spikes. Yeah. I wouldn't even call them spikes. Probably like tiny, tiny bosses. Yeah. Um, but they're pretty cool. Just shows you the are. variety of the bosses oh, that yes, you would get. Definitely. So that's our object for the sweet. It's all three of them. So Yeah, it's all three of them. Have a gander um, on Instagram. Yes. And at the same time, let us know if you've got any questions about them yeah. or your own thoughts, because we would really love to hear. Oh my god, yes. This, like, with any time period we do. Yes. We want to... your feedback, yes. what you think. Um, because that's what this is about. Yeah. This is opening Interactive. Up. I feel like I'm, inter- like, you know, giving up my knowledge and I'm like, is it right? <laughs> like, Let us know. Do you agree? Disagree? Have something totally different? Ooh, debates. Debates. Let us know in the comments below. (laughs) I feel like so cringy saying that. I know. Just let us know. Let us know. Message us. Why not? Or message us individually. Yeah. Alright, so have you got any questions? Or have you got anything you want to add? Hmm. Do I have anything I wish to add? Double check. My notes. <laughs> um, Notice there was like Neolithic could be broken up into earlier and later. Yes. So with all of prehistory and each period, you get early, middle, and late. Yes. Um, oh no, mid didn't get the mid. Oh, you do. Is mid's kind of all right? Is but right? early stuff generally seems to be like the transition periods mm-hmm. in between you know last period and this new start mm-hmm. um where you'll still see these older ideas still you know about and present yeah um and then late is you know kind of the tail end of it and then the new ideas from the next period it's like seeping Got through you. almost Got yeah yeah no it's it's interesting how well it's interesting it's also not interesting the idea per Personally, I don't always agree with categorising history in this way. No, this is I a fe- tangent, but... I, yeah, I feel like with archaeology and prehistory, there's not one clear cut, like, no. with, like you know, more like, um, thing in your history. Exactly. Like, medieval, you could be like, yeah, you're mm-hmm. medieval, but people still disagree about, you know, when the medieval period starts and ends. Exactly, So, yeah. I, I think it's just, up, like, a lot of this, as we continue to see, yeah. is up to interpretation. interpretation. <laughs> It's just everywhere. Um, like, yeah. I was going to say, uh, I didn't realise how scientific archaeology oh, yeah. is. <laughs> Me either, to be honest with you. <laughs> As I was reading these articles, I was like, radiocarbon, mm. luminescence, there's lots of different data and yes. frameworks, and I was just like... Did you see the Harris Matrixes by any no. chance? No. Oh, okay, I won't look at them then. <laughs> I won't do that and, to myself. Uh, 
they're fine now in first year. Really, like I was so surprised about the amount of sciencey stuff in oh, archaeology. Yeah, I got a sharp shock. <laughs> <laughs> I was here to dig things. I don't want to do this. Now I'm doing carbon fourteen dating. Yeah, um, go wrong from that. Do you recommend archaeology to anyone? Yes, potentially listening. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It's so so interesting to go back further than honestly anything going back further than written record I think I mean as complicated as it can come up sometimes and you know but it's so interesting to hear so many people's ideas and see how far back human history really really does go mm-hmm. um, if field work personally I adore it mm-hmm. it's more I feel that's the way you learn yeah really Practical. definitely I think I learned more in that two weeks than I ever could have like in a been, classroom yeah it was so interesting mm-hmm. um so you recommend people to go and dig so. yes absolutely <laughs> I miss it really badly yeah, I remember when you come in from like uh, we were going on a Monday oh. and like talking to the people yeah. at the Inverness Museum mm-hmm. about the digs and oh, gosh getting lifts and things Mm -hmm. and I got cancelled because you know the event (laughs) what happened last year I don't know um they were just kind of left there didn't we We were like we're just like see ya see ya um but no definitely if you want to if you're interested in seeing objects behind the written sources shall we say yes I mean that I would really really recommend it like I I mean obviously I've chosen this as you know my career (laughs) your life yeah my whole life I can't really say anything bad against it but watch out for the science it creeps up on you and if you're like me with nat 4 maths it's a it's a doozy um doozy that's a good way to describe it. And on that note. <laughs> and on that note, I think we're done with this episode. Yeah. Do we have any idea what next week is? I think next week is the Bronze Age. <gasps> next, well, the next time next is... Next time is Bronze Age. Bronze so Age. Hope you really enjoyed listening. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, we are on Instagram at A Brief History Of. Um, we'll yeah, sign off. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.